Today's episode is sponsored by Adam and Eve. You know, I read so many stories about cheating partners and unhappy marriages. Maybe people wouldn't be in such unhappy relationships if they spent more time nurturing their love life. That's why you should check out today's sponsor, Adam and Eve. They've got toys for men, toys for women, and toys for... How should I put this? Well, it's not exactly r slash am I the butthole. More like r slash I'm in the butthole. And yeah, I realize that ordering adult toys can be a little scary because you may be concerned about privacy. Don't worry, Adam and Eve offers discreet and free shipping for your package. Trust me, these people are experts in your package. You can get 50% off on just about any item, along with free shipping and rush processing. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy or anything you desire. Then enter code R slash at checkout. That's R slash R S L A S H at adamandeve.com. This is an exclusive offer specific to this podcast, so be sure to use code R slash to get your discount, plus 100% free shipping, and get it fast with rush processing. Use code R slash. Welcome to R slash Best of Redditor Updates, where OP wants her husband to fall in love with her sister. Our next Reddit post comes from R slash Two Hot Takes. I want my husband to fall in love with my sister. I'm a 30-year-old woman, and I met my husband, who's 34, when we were kids. We used to live on the same street, and our parents were very close. Me and my sister, and him and his sister, never spent one minute without each other from when I was four until 11. We were still close after, but my now husband and his family moved a few blocks away. By then, we were entering puberty, so he babysat me and his sister. My sister is the same age as him, so they still hang out. At the time, everyone believed they were going to get married, but they never even got together. My sister did confess to having a crush on him when they were 12, but that's about it. Fast forward a few years. Me and him reconnect after he moved away. At this point, I was 20 and he was 24, and he had just finished his studies abroad. We fell in love and hit it off. We married, had our son in January 2020, and a baby girl in August of 2022. After my daughter's birth, I was diagnosed with cancer. It's terminal, and I only have a few months left. Me and my husband are both very outgoing, social, and kind of childish maybe, but lately, all I can do is cry and lay in bed. I'm exhausted, and the only reason I don't apply for euthanasia is because of my children. I know that my husband will have no trouble finding a beautiful, caring partner in the future, but I'm still scared. I know that my sister has always taken a liking to him and he likes her. Their feelings just never bloomed because of our relationship, but I can feel they're there sometimes. And recently, they had a lot of one-on-one -on -one time planning stuff because I was too tired. My kids find great support from her and my husband too. I love them both, and I think that if he had connected with her first after moving back, then they would have been together now. I am in no way jealous or delusional. I know the feelings will come, and the sooner, the better. In a short update, OP clarifies that she wrote letters to give to her husband and her sister, and she gave the letters to her parents to give to them after she passes away. Then, about two weeks later, OP posted an update. So, these past weeks were exhausting and exciting at the same time. Starting off with some bad news today. My health has hit a low, which hurts and is scary, but I knew that it was coming. I don't know how long I have left, but it won't be too long. Like I said, I'm at peace with that knowledge, and I don't want you guys to overwhelm me with concern. I love your sympathy and support, but on the concern part, I'm heavy. 
I know that I'll die, and I know that it'll be fine. Life goes on, at least for you guys, lol. As for my parents, when I spoke with them, they confirmed my exact thoughts. My sister and my husband's love just hadn't had the chance to bloom yet. They found your ideas of the letters incredibly beautiful, but told me to also talk to my husband's parents, so I did. I made the long drive and told my husband that I was paying my niece a visit. His parents broke down crying, telling me that they admired me for my selflessness. We talked a lot about how it used to be when we were younger and came to the conclusion that they'll always support my husband's choices and they would love to get to know my sister better. I sat my sister down too, telling her I'd like her to help my husband grieve and help him move on after, no matter with whom. She hugged me, told me of course she would, and we discussed some things about the kids. I joked about them getting together to play mom and dad, and she smiled. I think she sees right through me, just like she always has. And last but not least, my husband. I haven't told him anything. I did cook them both dinner, to the best of my abilities. Just one course and store-bought dessert, LMAO. And I made them enjoy it on their own while I was busy with the kids. It wasn't awkward, it was like they were best friends, but sweet. I wrote the letters. My parents and my husband's sibling know where the letters are, and they'll hold on to them. I have one letter for my kids, one for my husband right after I pass, and one for my sister and hubby a few months after my passing. I hope this is an update that y'all like, trying to end it on a positive note. Thanks for all the love and support. So down in the comments, a lot of people are saying that this is kind of an icky story and that even though they sympathize with OP, they don't like that OP is pushing her sister and her husband together. And I'm not really sure if that's the case. I think that what's going on in this story is that OP has picked up on really subtle cues from both her husband and her sister over these years where everyone's respectful of OP's marriage. But, you know, there's a possibility they'd be together. So what I think OP is doing is she's trying to clarify with everyone in her family that if they get together after she dies, she's giving her blessing. So it's less, I want you two to be together, and it's more of like a, I think you two would be really happy together, and I want you to know that if you decide to go that way, then I'm okay with it. So I think this post isn't as creepy or as icky as people are saying in the comments. In any event, I hope things turn out well for OP, as well as they can anyways, and for OP's family. Today's episode is sponsored by ZocDoc. We all know there are things in life that you have to compromise on, like tedious commutes to work or dealing with your annoying boss. But when it comes to your health, there is no compromise. So don't go back to that one doctor who uses your appointment to catch up on their crossword puzzles, even though they're available right now or they take your slightly sketchy insurance. Instead, check out ZocDoc, the place where you can find and book doctors who will make you feel comfortable, listen to you, and prioritize your health. You can search by location, availability, and insurance, so there's literally no compromises here, because with ZocDoc, you've got more options than you know. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you, and instantly book appointments with them online. I use ZocDoc, and you should too. Go to ZocDoc.com RS and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash RS. ZocDoc.com slash RS. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Our next Reddit post comes from r slash am I the butthole. Am I the butthole for jumping out of the way when my niece and nephew tried to push me into a pool, resulting in them falling in? My folks decided to host a barbecue because I guess that's what older people do. I declined because I really don't like my two sisters, their husbands, or their kids. My wife and I are child-free. My mom then pressured my wife, and long story short, we went. By the time that we arrived there, there were about 20 people there. My sisters and their husbands were already solidly buzzed. Drunk, really. My mom was spending 100% of her time trying to keep the nieces and nephews, ages 7 and 11, more or less under control. My dad had strategically retreated to the whirlpool part of the pool with a small cooler full of beers. My wife and I made small talk with miscellaneous people, ate food, and had a frozen margarita. My sisters and my brother-in-laws took turns criticizing us for being late, not being in our swimsuits, and screwing up the vibe. Whatever. Typical suburban summer get-together. About 45 minutes in, two of the kids ran at one of the neighbor's guests who was standing next to the pool and pushed her in. She was by the pool steps, so she stumbled in but didn't fall, so she only got half wet. She was clearly very unhappy about it, but she didn't make a scene. She just went over to where the parents were, grabbed their towels, dried herself off, and left. My sisters and brother-in-laws thought that this was all great fun. A bit later, I was standing a few feet away from the pool chatting away with someone. I saw three of the kids running full tilt at me from the corner of my eye. Obviously, I was next. Not that it's terribly difficult to outwit young kids, but I just jumped out of their way at the last second. All three of them ran straight into the pool at full speed. Most of the other guests, including my wife and me, started laughing, but their moms, who, as I mentioned, were pretty drunk, absolutely freaked out. Apparently, two of the kids couldn't swim, even though they were in swimsuits. Since I wasn't wearing swim gear, I stepped back from the pool and let other people fish the kids out. The kids were bawling their heads off like they'd lost a limb. At that point, all hell broke loose. The four drunk parents were yelling at everyone in general, and me in particular for nearly letting our kids drown. And also because two of the kids had been videotaping their stunt using their parents' iPhones, which were now at the bottom of the pool. One of my brother-in-laws got in the pool to try to retrieve the phones, but his body mass index and his blood alcohol content made that impossible. No one else volunteered to help, unsurprising given that my sisters were still complaining at everyone. I told my sisters that it was their job to watch their kids, and if anything had happened to them, it would have been their responsibility, not mine. There were some pretty strong words on both sides. My wife and I left after the other... <laughs> my wife and I left after the other brother-in-law fell over and face-planted while yelling at us. Now they're saying that I should have let the little turds knock me into the pool and have their fun, and ruin my phone in the process, by the way. So, am I the butthole? Oh, and side note, my dad, of course, never got out of the whirlpool. Also, OP clarifies in the comments, I do know that the four of them are somewhat envious of our lifestyle. Both the sisters are stay-at-home moms. 
Both the husbands make good money. One makes noticeably more than I do. But both my wife and I have professional careers, we don't have kids, and we're way more responsible with money. As a result, we have a lot more investments, and we don't have to drive cars full of kid debris, and we take nice trips once or twice a year. It definitely grates on both of my sisters, and by extension, their husbands. So we get some petty behavior from them on an ongoing basis. So in this post, OP got voted not the butthole, obviously, and then one month later we have an update, and I'm really curious to know where this goes because this Best of Redditor update has 15,000 upvotes, and this has been a very tame story, so hopefully things will get juicy. First off, my parents told me that my nieces and nephews are all good swimmers and that they use the pool all the time. The seven-year-old is kind of a beginner, but he loves the water. My sister just said that they couldn't swim to make me look bad. To be fair, none of the kids are allowed to go in the deep end, which is where they fell in. It was the two 10-year-olds and the 9-year-old who tried to push me into the pool. After we left, the party ended on a pretty sour note. My drunk brother-in-law, who, <laughs> who face-planted while yelling at me, had to go to an urgent care place to get his face stitched up. He was too toasted to drive, so dad took him. My dad was very not happy about this. Later that evening, my sister started a group text chat and said some really nasty things. Their husbands threw in a few comments as well. My wife and I blocked all four of them. My mom called me because she and my dad were in the chat as well, and she was pretty upset about what they said, and I don't blame her. Because of these texts, my parents insisted that my sisters and my brother-in-laws come over the next day, which is Sunday, without their kids, to get some things straight and to lay down some ground rules. That's my mom's wording. The result was a contrite, if unenthusiastic apology from my siblings via my mom's phone. I'm glad my wife was with me when they called. Her hard stares kept me from saying what I wanted to. I just told them thanks and that we felt no need to discuss it further. Since I thought things were settled, I unblocked them. That evening, I got a text from one of the brother-in-laws telling me the phones cost a certain amount of money in the thousands and asking when I'd be paying for them. WTF? I replied, never. I took a screenshot of his text and forwarded it to my parents with a note that when we were done with this nonsense, we're going no contact with my sisters and their spouses, and not to invite us to any more holidays or get-togethers if they're going to be present. Then I blocked my sisters and their spouses again. At that point, the shit really hit the fan. Dad called them and ripped them a new one. Among other things, my dad told them that their kids weren't welcome at his house indefinitely. Since my mom regularly provides free babysitting, that got them pretty rattled. He also banned them from using the vacation house and told them that actually me and my wife own it, not my mom and my dad. This completely freaked them out. Both of my sisters and their families use that place a lot, including having their friends up for weekend getaways. This was very much out of character for my parents. They had clearly had it. For reference, I never wanted my sisters to know that I owned that vacation house. We bought it for my parents. They'd always wanted a place in the mountains. Keeping the ownership quiet was just a way to avoid drama with my siblings. A couple, <laughs> a couple of days later, my sisters and their husbands come to our place unannounced to apologize in person. We were out to dinner and they left a note. One sister also called me while I was at work and I sent her to voicemail. We've decided that being no contact is the best for the indefinite future, and we haven't interacted with them for the last three weeks. Personally, I'm done. They can go pound sand. Also, down in the comments, Opie has this to say about his parents. 
Yeah, my folks aren't dumb. They're pretty laid back though, very much live and let live. I figure they'll ease up on all this soon, but that's their decision. We still won't be attending any family events for the foreseeable future. What sucks for my sisters is that they're probably very worried that I'll keep them from using the cabin. I won't. That's up to my mom and dad until they're older. Also, it puts an end to one of my sister's fantasy of building a compound of houses when we inherit the property, which I've known about for some time and I've just ignored it. Apparently, she planned on building three houses with great views on the land. Then, nine days later, OP posted another update. For this to make sense, I need to provide some financial context. My parents haven't ever been any good at saving money. I've been doing their taxes for years, so I know pretty much everything about them money-wise. Their house is paid for and they have minimal debt, but they don't have much saved for retirement. Both of them get social security, dad gets a solid pension, and they have a bit of savings, but there's no treasure chest in the basement. I bought their current car for them after they retired as a retirement present so they could have something nice to drive. It was their first car in probably 20 years that they didn't lease. My sisters are convinced that my parents are dripping with money and that our parents will be leaving the two of them everything since I don't need more money. So they've never cared about saving either. Turns out, my oldest sister and her husband, who have three kids, have been living beyond their means for some time and are in dire financial straits. They've maxed out their credit cards and are behind on their car leases to the point that one of them is about to get repossessed. He bragged in the past about making such and such per year, but it turns out that, actually, he only makes about half of that. My sister confessed all of this to my mom on Tuesday because she needs a loan and because... This was a WTF moment for mom and dad. That for the past three years, instead of staying at that vacation house regularly, she'd actually been renting it out once a month or so and pocketing the cash. We're talking $2,000 for a weekend. Whoa, $2,000 for a weekend. That's $1,000 per day. We're talking $2,000 for a weekend and at least $4,000 for a week. With her being cut off from using that place, she's had to cancel one group already. She's now worried that they'll lose everything. My folks aren't in any position to give them a loan. My other sister was aware of her renting out the place, but of course had never said anything. I suspect that she had done the same thing as well because I once went up there to drop off an ATV that I had worked on and there was a family there who claimed to be staying there with my sister and her family and that my sister had gone to town for something. At the time I let it go, I figured she had just loaned out the house to some friends, but I've always wondered. I found all this information out through my parents who are pretty stressed about it. Mom more than dad. He's mainly just pissed off about it all. I know that dad feels betrayed, and I imagine he's embarrassed that he's in no position to help his daughter out. He did reiterate that as long as it's up to him, his daughters won't be using his vacation home anytime soon. My folks let me know what was going on because they figured that my sisters would put a full court press on me next, and they were right. On Thursday, my sisters came to our place again, without their husbands this time, and waited outside the door until I got home. I had to choose between fighting with them in public because they'd make a scene if I went in without them or letting them in, so I let them in. I got a BS story from the older sister with the younger one backing her up regarding why I had to let them use the mountain place again immediately. They also said that I've been a sucky brother and that I had to step up and plan on paying for their kids' college tuition, since that's what family does. 
I let them pitch their story, then called them out based on what my folks had told me. Things really went downhill from there. There was denial, crying, cursing, yelling, you name it. I swear, my ears are still ringing two days later. I won't lie, I said some really mean and awful things to them, but nothing that wasn't true. They finally left about an hour later. After that, I took a shower and laid down. When I got up, my wife was home and her first words was that she had to block more phone numbers because my sisters were blowing up their phones from their new ones. My folks messaged me yesterday asking me to call. I'm sure my sisters have told them some BS version of what happened, but I'm not up to rehashing it yet. I'm usually a pretty energetic person, but this drama has me beaten down. I had just enough energy today to drive up to the vacation house and padlock the entrance gate shut. I'm the only one with a key. I'm guessing that'll probably be enough to ensure my siblings leave the place alone. They'd probably die trying to walk the 400 yards uphill to get to the house. Then, two weeks later, OP posted another update. It's a bit dry, so to summarize the boring part, OP doubled down on securing the property with an extra heavy-duty lock. Then, things get entertaining again. Last week, I got separate calls at my office from both of the husbands trying to convince me to let them use the house like they always have. The older one had gone up there with some friends for a guy's hangout, but he couldn't get in because of the gate lock. He was pretty pissed and embarrassed about being locked out, and I'm sure he would have broken the lock if he could have. During his call, he kept bouncing between being pushy and victimhood. At one point, he threatened to rip that gate out of the goddamn ground. He also admitted they'd been renting it out to a few friends, that they needed the money, and that I was ruining their business and that I should refund their guests' money. What? I should have recorded the conversation with him, but I don't know how to do that from the office phone anyways. The other brother-in-law just sounded like he was being forced to call by my sister. He really didn't put up much of a fight when I told him not to plan on ever using the place again. In any case, I told them they can't use the place and not to ask again. At this point, I'm considering selling that vacation home. My sisters and I currently aren't speaking, and I have no plans to initiate contact. I don't know what the status between them and my folks is, and I don't want to. On the upside, we spent an evening with my folks last week and went to a new restaurant that was nice. No one brought up any of this garbage. Mom did update us on the nieces and nephews. She's spending time with them at their homes. Man, what's so funny about this post and this whole story is that these sisters had it made, man. Their situation was amazing, and all they had to do was not be toxic buttholes to the one guy who was enabling all of it. Normally, the downside to running an Airbnb business is that you have to pay a mortgage, right? You, you take out a giant loan from the bank to buy a house, and you've got a mortgage of, you know, whatever, 5, 10, 15, 20K a month, depending on how elaborate and beautiful and and attractive this house is, but they don't have to pay the mortgage because OP is. So almost all the money they got from these bookings, they were just pocketing it. And they just had to, all they had to do was keep their mouth shut. But they're such entitled Karens, they literally can't help themselves. How dare you be rude to my kids, even though we're literally making $4,000 a month off of your labor. It just blows my mind that the toxicity and the stupidity go so completely hand in hand. And they're going to argue about the iPhones? Yo, lady, just rent out the place for one week in secret and you'd have $2,000 to buy new iPhones. You stupid moron. These people were, <laughs> These people were riding the gravy train. 
And their response to riding this free, lucrative gravy train is to immediately derail it the first chance they get. Oh my god, these people's stupidity is triggering me so much! Obviously, it's very wrong. What they did was exploitative and it's dishonest and they shouldn't have done it. I'm just saying, come on, if you're gonna be criminal, don't be criminally stupid as well. That was our slash best of Redditor updates. And if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.